You're listening to Rabbit Trails. So, Jess. Happy New Year! Happy New Year. It feels a little bit late, yeah? Did you know we kind of miss New Year, the actual countdown? Do you know that? Where? Where? So, I know I was at a New Year's like party, was with some friends. <laughs> we're having a really good time. And we're like, oh, it's like, I think it was like 5 to 12. We're like, quick, quick, get, okay, let's get some champagne. Let's pour the champagne. And we don't want to miss it. Let's go outside. And then I looked down and I was like, oh. It's 12 o'clock. <laughs> and we're like, oh, happy new year. But we didn't get to do the three, two, one. Three, two, one. It well, was just happy new year. I mean, we the, got it on like 12, zero, zero, you know, but listen, we missed the 11. There's always this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was one of those, we did this whole party before that. We missed the countdown. <laughs> <laughs> You know what that tells me? What? It tells me that you need to be careful to be present. Ooh, we see what I did there. <laughs> well, I've got something to present to yeah. you yeah. that's about his presence. Ah, uh, see what I did there. <laughs> well, I knew that was coming, so I'll... Uh, you know, what, are you saying you teed it up for I me? I totally teed it up, totally teed it up, yeah. Oh, thanks, Dad. Should I so, go 10, 9, 8 and no, tee it up for you? It mm. brings back bad memories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so I've got this thought and I'm not really even sure. In, I haven't even reached full conclusions of it, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I, I kind of, I'm in the process of studying it. Mm-hmm. So it'd be cool to hear your thoughts. Yeah. So I think to preface this thought is that is this is this is something, even though I'm like working this out, this is something that I know. God is always present with us. His presence is always wrapped around us, whether we feel it or whether we don't. There'll be some times where you just, you really, in your physical body and in, in like your surroundings and how you actually like, we're talking just f- like physically feel him in the room around us. Maybe, you know, you laugh, you cry, whatever, whatever, you know, feel peace, feel joy. Um, that isn't an indication of whether he's with you or not. We know yep. that he's yep. just as much with yep. us when we feel him, when we don't. So yep. I want to just preface with that. Like that is that is something that I absolutely know. And I've been in like not so great seasons where you're just like, hello out there. And it's frustrating because you know he is right there. And part of me is like, go say something. You, know? um, you probably find part of the reason why you're going through such a difficult time is that you suddenly am. Uh, developed an American accent, <laughs> and the Lord's like, "Who's that?" <laughs> 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 Not that there's anything wrong with an American uh, accent, but it, you know, it when said, I don't the have fact one. that <laughs> the fact that you suddenly go, "Hello," <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't really call that an American accent. Well, no, I'll oh, well, put this: way, I don't think an American would call it an American accent. Yeah, no, well, a South African American accent, yeah. <laughs> possibly. Anyway, I yeah, digress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I've been kind of thinking about like the manifested presence of God, yeah, really being able to feel God with me. Yeah. And I know like... I'm and actually... I mean, just to define the manifest presence mm. of God, um, there's a difference between the the presence of God and the manifest. When something is made manifest, mm. that which is hidden becomes manifest. open or <laughs> seen or ma- uh, manifest. So yes. um, sometimes... Um, in our sort of more um, present-centered culture, people talk about, you know, uh, manifestations and they just think of it as certain signs of the presence, which, mm. which it is, mm. but we don't actually think about 
the word that when we're saying manifestations what we are what we're actually talking about is that which is hidden mm-hmm. is becoming visible yeah. so to um, like your like your physical eye your natural mm. eye or your natural senses whether that be sight smell taste mm. hearing mm. feeling you know those kinds exactly. of things so i've been thinking about like that you know experiencing god through your natural senses and being like you know what lord i would really like to live in that place all the time 24 7 yeah and yeah. i know that i don't i mean to be absolutely real on this podcast the last couple of months i've been like it's just been one of those where you're just like pressing in and mm. it's just been a, like a bit of a a bit of a question mark you know in the sense of you know you just carry on you just carry on going you press through and you just know and I, i've been through seasons like that before and what's actually amazing about those seasons and i kind of want to talk a bit about that as well because it is just real, you know, that mm, you, you do mm. go through seasons. And I've been through seasons where I remember being in a moment where it felt so dark, like so dark, where I didn't feel God at all. It was mm. it was actually one of the scariest well, times know, of my I, life. I suppose what we're talking about is not just not feeling God, but not experiencing God. Yes. Yeah, yeah mean, let's use that word. Like yeah. really not experiencing God um, in my in my natural word, a world, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've been very pri- privileged to grow up in, in a family where like I, I could hear the Lord's voice and I could see him working around. And I just went through the series which it felt like the light switched off. It's honestly terrifying. Like, I, I really, it was terrifying. And in the minute I was so flung out, I was so confused, but um, maybe we can talk about that a different day, like moved on from, from that. It was, it was quite an interesting experience. But what I look, when I look back at that time, I realize I see God in it now. And what's funny mm. is he was in the absence. Mm. Let me explain, like maybe explain it. It was like, I thought he was gone, but actually he was using that, that, that feeling of void mm-hmm. for me. And it, it buried me deeper at that point into his word, into the black mm. and white pages of the Bible, where I was like, if I'm not necessarily, I can hear his voice if I just read this. Um, and anyway, he taught me so much and I learned so much. I grew so much. I'm a more stable person, stable Christian, stable friend, daughter because of that time. And it was so interesting. I look back at it. I'm like, oh my goodness, you were the, the absence in that moment, actually, or the well, perceived yeah. absence, well, I suppose. The interesting thing about that, obviously, you know, and I can just hear the voices and I can kind of read the emails that are, <laughs> that might come as a result of this. Um, obviously our confidence in the presence of God in our lives yeah. uh, should never be built on whether we are experiencing mm. God in or through a particular manifestation. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I think just by our natural humanity, mm. um, we do. Uh, yeah. We do, and we can get used to certain things. I mean, yeah. uh, you'll know that for uh, for a number of years... Um, I couldn't get up into the pulpit and preach um, and read the Bible in the pulpit without a particular manifestation of drunkenness in the Holy Spirit coming on me as I would read the Scriptures to the point where sometimes I was unable to read the Scriptures. (laughs) And it just became, uh, after several years, this went on for years, um, it just became normal. to the point that when it stopped being as frequent, not that it's completely stopped, when it stopped becoming Every as time. frequent or mm. as intense, yeah. 
there was this little question mark in my head that went, that just started coming up like where'd you go what's wrong yeah. what's wrong you know guys are you not on this and mm. and you know and then you get all the, uh, all those questions mm. but the reality is is like god chooses to reveal himself how he will and and sometimes he chooses to hide himself too that's yeah. an interesting thing yeah. and but we know he's always with us yeah because he said he would always be with us yeah <laughs> that, and, that's effectively it yeah. yeah and i think the other thing to note for people is that we don't chase the manifestation we chase we chase the lord yeah. do you know so yeah. it's like the reason i want to be in his presence is not because hey i want to like be rolling around on the floor laughing you know i absolutely i i, I do <laughs> i was about to say but we, that's not that's not i mean put it this uh, way i can put on a, a great comedy show <laughs> and uh-huh. get similar effects you know um mm-hmm. But it's like, it's that whole thing. I think you say it often. And I think it's such a great illustration of like when you're driving to Cape Town and you see a big sign saying Cape Town, mm. you don't pull your car over and start dancing around the sign being like, whoa, we're in Cape Town. No, it's it's a sign. It isn't yeah. Cape Town. Yeah. It's a sign that points to something bigger than itself. Yeah. And it points to something that like propels us and, and pushes us forward and says, well, keep going because we're, we're, we're close to Cape Town. We're getting there. And I think that sometimes... Um, like we don't chase the physical manifestations. Mm. We chase what's causing them in a sense. We chase the yeah. Lord and then we, and then it's just such a joy to have the supernatural and the natural just mesh in the way that I believe that they And I mean, that's what I love about to. following the Lord is that um, the Lord, he chooses to manifest himself. He chooses to hide himself in, in various different seasons. But um, the Lord is always working for our good. And he actually delights to make himself known mm. in different manifestations. He really does. He delights. I think particularly particularly also when we are delighted in him, mm. um, you can, in various different manifestations, whether that's um, laughter or sometimes the the opposite emotion of just tears where mm. you weep in the presence of the Lord either out of out of love for the Lord or joy or e- even sometimes just brokenness or healing etc yeah. whether it's shaking <laughs> falling uh, falling down um, I mean even, any manner of crazy even even um, we've seen um, golden dust I'm not going to say gold dust because I'm not I've never had it tested but golden dust manifest on people's hands and faces and hair and uh, where we see stuff like that he delights to reveal himself and point to the unseen realm through manifestation and as a slight side note on that and then i'll actually get to like kind of the way i was getting to (laughs) Mm. is um like with all of that, or with all the craziness, the important thing is that God can do anything. There's so many things that you do. And mm. just because you've never seen it before doesn't mean it's not God. Mm. And just because you've seen it a thousand times doesn't mean it is God. You know, um, in the sense that, you know, someone someone can, like, be so overcome by the Holy Spirit and they're screaming in a corner. But then you can get someone screaming in a corner and you're like, mm, I'm not 100% sure it's that God. So what I'm saying is, it's like, yeah, you, you have be to judge by the Spirit. And I think you have to be very careful not to just get into your own brain, your yeah, own human yeah. brain, and start judging things by um, by this. You have to judge it by the presence. And I think this is just a side note. We should take some notes while we do these things, Dad, and have other topic of so discussion. But like, I've always thought of going to the person and be so 
familiar with the presence of God in your own private time. Be so familiar with who he is, what he feels like, what he looks like, what he sounds like in a room speaking to you that you can go and you can go somewhere and your spirit is so sensitive to the spirit of the Lord that you can go into something and you could possibly see something that you've never seen before. But you're like, oh, I know that's him. Yeah. Oh, I know that's I mean, him. We've, you know, we've, that's I've God. had that experience where you, you walk in and you go, mm, this is really unusual, but you know it's the Lord. Mm. Um, and also conversely, I've seen, um, been in services where someone seemingly manifests and they're manifesting physically exactly the same way as someone near them. And I look at that and I go, uh, that one, that just my spirit feels that that's different. Mm. Having said that, um, I think also there's something to be said for you judge a tree by its fruit. fruit. And fruit often takes time to grow and to develop. Yeah. And not always. I mean, sometimes you can you can see a fruit and there's just fear all over it or anger or, yeah. or something that's evidently dark and demonic and yeah. then you can see it immediately. But um, If you're not sure. Yeah, like... yeah, if you're not sure, trust the Lord to make it plain in this time. I mean, we... Mm-hmm. I remember... Um, years ago seeing someone um manifesting in a very unusual way she fell down and she just from head to foot she was trembling um and i was like i i had never seen it at that stage like that and and she was more i mean it was just it looked like an electric current flowing through her and i didn't know what was going on but that young woman got up off the floor and changed I mean, she just became a different person. Mm-hmm. And a while later, she actually shared the encounter that she had, that the Lord was just healing her, taking her through various different memories that she'd gone through, child had happened in childhood, healing her. She got off that floor, and she hadn't really been involved and a leader in our church up until that time. And it was like God had imparted leadership to her. Yeah. And uh, she went on to become a really phenomenal leader. You know, mm. We worked with her for many years. It's amazing because I, th- I think having kind of been a, ha- having had the privilege of being in this kind of environment for a long while. I mean, I even know in my young life, I've seen that so many times when you'll have someone just very, like very normal, very, and they'll, come to church and there'll be just one Sunday or one Thursday or one something mm. sometime alone in their kitchen, you know, in a cell group, wherever, and something will just happen and they'll just have this encounter with the Lord that heaven literally invades earth. Like mm. the supernatural is like so natural, so manifested, you know, mm. and they'll have this experience. And I've just seen it so many times exactly like that story where they pop up off the floor and they are like on fire for God like something changed and you look at them and there's that feeling of oh my goodness this is who you are it's like if you have um you know when you turn your screen brightness up you know Mm -hmm. have you ever had your screen brightness down on your phone and you're like struggling to look at it but you're not really registering it's kind of bright you're just kind of squinting and then I've had this thought like oh maybe I must turn my brightness up and then you turn your brightness up and you're like hey (laughs) wow and sometimes it's like that with people you don't really notice anything they're just you know they all of a sudden it's like the Lord gets hold of them and you're like oh but I can see you this is who you were meant to be this is all Mm. who God created and then they've got this boldness they're praying for people there are people getting saved set free delivered around them healed and it's incredible and that's just the fruit is just bah so i think that's the value of having encounters with jesus you know you know when you meet jesus Mm. and you meet holy spirit 
Um, it, you just can't be the ha- same. Like, you it, just can't. Well, uh, it's weird. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen people walk away uh, absolutely unchanged from various different encounters. But sad. Um, but, but I... I like to say it this way, and I think I heard Bill Johnson say it first, so I'm not going to claim this was my first, that, that I came up with this. <laughs> but I've heard people say, um, every encounter is an invitation mm. to more. Yep. And, um, I, and so I've seen people literally um, fall on the floor and um, you know, be shaken by the power of God. Mm. And get up and refuse the invitation and just walk away. And it was, no, no thank you. It's funny, hey. That is the weirdest like, thing. It's weird and the saddest that is, but it, it's funny because it also shows just the kindness of the Lord. He's Absolutely. like, do you want this? You have full veto power. That's incredible. Well, I mean, if you think about it, uh, the story of Jesus healing the ten lepers. Um, mm. Jesus encounters ten lepers coming down the road. He prays for them and ten lepers get healed. Yeah. And one comes back. So yeah. all yeah. ten had Ugh. the same encounter. And one all took the t- ten had the same healing. And one came back to Jesus. Yeah. I've never because, thought of that story like that. Because we all, you know, when, when people say, well, that couldn't have been Jesus because that person didn't get changed. Mm. No. Um, and God, God is so good, so kind. Mm. He's not going to override um, you if you... If you choose yeah. to refuse to step incredible. into deeper relationship with yeah, him. It's incredible. It's incredible. So, I mean, yo, that was going to be a, like a, a rabbit trail on the rabbit trail. But I mm. think it was, yeah, it was good, good rabbit well, trail. Well, the, the name of the podcast is Rabbit it. Trails. <laughs> yeah, so we are chasing more than one rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that was a really good preface to actually kind of, this is what I've been thinking about. So I've been thinking about how we know God is with us all the time. His presence is around us all the time. It doesn't fluctuate. He's with us, with us, with us, with us. Yeah. Um, my experience of him in a manifested physical way sometimes does go up and down. Absolutely. Like just the re- that just Absolutely. That's the reality. And I've just suddenly had this thought of like, I've just accepted that as, well, well, that's how it is. And at the moment, it's true. That is an absolutely true statement. Mm. But I'm like, okay, but does it have to be? You know, that's been my little... Does it have to be? So start digging a little yeah, bit. This is, yeah. my pre- this is my initial digging. Uh-huh. So Genesis 1, see the creation of the world. And when space, time, and matter are created, like literally the beginning of our physical world, like mm-hmm. that moment, it says that um, the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the earth. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, from the beginning the physical and this like the spirit realm they were actually created like the the natural was created in the spirit in the spirit by the spirit for the spirit mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it wasn't created separate it wasn't the spirit of the lord was hovering in the heavens and shouting very far away and mm-hmm. made something separate it was hovering over the earth you know yeah, yeah. And it was like by for towards you know all of these things through and then so I see this, and then we see Adam walking with the Lord in the garden, like just the kind of, I mean, the kind of relationship all of us are, are really looking forward to to have in, in heaven and working towards on earth as well, you know, um, and you see God walking with Adam, and then I find it so interesting of like, I, I and then I imagine Adam in, 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 in Eden, and he's walking with God, there's no sin, he's absolutely perfect, but he's also a man. You know, he's created man and he's with the spirit of um, spirit of the Lord. And then the minute sin came in, it separated um, humans from God. 
we know this. You know, sin separates you from sin God. Sin separates absolutely. us from God. Separated us from God. And then we see God calling, saying, Adam, where are you? And in that moment, I remember mom said this, and it's always stuck with me, of like, what would it be like to be Adam walking in the manifested presence of God as his body was designed and made to be walking in union As your with normal God. reality. Normal reality. You know nothing else but being covered by the presence of God in, in perfection. And then in a minute, bang, that's completely stripped. There was the stripping. No wonder they were like, they realized they were naked because that would have felt like being stripped like that. Yeah. No, that would have felt like I am completely yeah. naked, right? Um, and so thinking of this, and then what was interesting is it says that when, when God is like, Adam, where are you? It says in Genesis 3, the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Huh. And I found that so interesting because it was like they, they took their natural bodies that and up until that point had been so... Um, com like had just been with the presence of the Lord and all of a sudden they hid their natural bodies from the presence of huh. the Lord. I mean, and interesting, I was like, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. And then that got me thinking, hey, my, my physical body, my physical mind, my physical realm was created for the presence of God, in the presence of God, and by the presence of God, yep. through the presence of God. Yep. Like, yep. Actually, and then I started thinking about like, okay, listen, that's what I was made for. And I, I, it's not like my physical body is at war with or can sometimes be visited by. I think yep. that's the thing is, as I've accepted that sometimes my physical body can be visited by the heavens. But I'm thinking like, I was designed actually that this is not just something that can be visited and visited by some extraterrestrial, extra, extra, <laughs> terrestrial, yeah force now i was made for this in this by this through this and then i started thinking about like um where we're going in heaven can you imagine being in the throne room of like you're you've been in heaven for thousands of years you're just having a good you're in the presence and your buddy comes up and says yeah no i don't know i've been having a bit of a dry season <laughs> yeah. it ain't gonna happen you're gonna like that's what heaven is heaven is the presence of God, yeah, like being 100%. completely not separated from God at all. So I was like, okay, if that's my original design, and then this is where that's your destiny, and that's my destiny. What happened in the middle? And of course, that's sin. Well, of course, and that's I'm, God. And I mean, I, that's Jesus also, dying on the cross. I also think of Jesus teaching us to pray, um, or teaching his disciples to pray. He said, "Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name." Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. And our access to the presence in heaven, I, I would imagine there aren't many dry seasons. Um, none. Yeah, exactly. So, Please and thank So that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, that's an interesting yeah, thought. Because then I thought, okay, this is original design. This is eventual Destiny. Yeah. Then, like, what happened? Obviously, we had the fall. There was these things, but we also know that the curse and the fall and the thing of uh, of sin that's in between us has been reversed by Jesus. So then, that led me. Okay, let me just look at this concept in the mm. middle. And if you read, it's I wrote it down here in Mark fifteen, um, thirty four. It's I mean, it says, "Oh God, my God, why have you forsaken me?" Jesus on the Jesus cross. Jesus on the cross. Yeah. And I just thought about that. I was like, "This is." Fully God, fully man. Okay, mm -hmm. you don't get more supernatural, natural, all together in one than mm. that. 
then Jesus modeled for us. Mm. Uh, he was you in know, perfect union with the Father. Yes. And he's on the cross. And I just kind of think of the kind of agony he would have been in on like the torture i mean how much pain he was in on the cross just from a on a physical level like oh my goodness the the kind of torture that he'd endured if someone went up to jesus and like pinched him i don't think he would have felt it or like pricked him with something no do you know what i mean no, there's no. just too much other pain going on too much other yeah, pain going okay, on yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. so for him to cry out oh i see what you're saying where are you going with this yeah. yes for him to cry out my god my god why have you forsaken me? Mm. Must have been a, in, a, an experience, something that rocked his um, his feelings, his yeah. physical feelings enough to push past the crucifixion, all the crucifixion, the pain from the crucifixion. Yeah, for it's him true. To try it, out. It is true. He didn't. He didn't cry out. He didn't cry out. My God, my God, my feet and my hands <laughs> are, are killing, killing me. me. I probably was thinking yeah. it. Um, but he cried out, my God, yeah. why have you forsaken me? And that's me? the thing. That's the thing that he chose to cry out on the cross. Amazing. Yes. And I thought, again, just like with Adam, there was this, there was this stripping of yeah. something. As and he took as, the sin of the world on him. As he took the sin him. of the world, he was, there was, an, again, that stripping in Jesus' soul as there was in Adam's soul. Mm. And I thought, oh, my goodness. And also, he didn't say, like, my God, my God, why? It was this experience of having God with him. And, and having the presence of the Lord with him. He didn't cry out, my God, my God, I've forgotten all the teachings from synagogue. <laughs> yeah. You know, he wasn't like, I've, I've forgotten all of the knowledge that I had of you. I've forgotten all the things that made me such a brilliant rabbi. He was like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Mm. And I mean, just like the hollow, the pain in that, for it to have elevated above this, I just was like, oh my goodness, there's Jesus. Um, and so... I started getting to kind of this thing of like, Jesus took that separation on himself. Yeah. He paid for it. Like that separation is caused by sin. He paid for it. He took it away. Therefore, where I'm standing today with, I'm in the body, I'm in my natural body, which God created for his presence he, yeah. uh, my body is compatible with the supernatural the manifested presence mm. of god in fact it was created to host and experience god mm-hmm. i'm going to the eternity to the presence of god and mm. in between that i've got the cross behind me and anything that's separated and when me from that when we that. talk about hosting the presence of god mm. you know the bible talks about the holy spirit um coming and living in uh, in our spirit mm. yeah so that's and what we mean by yes, hosting, hosting the presence yeah. of god yeah and then not only that but Jesus's prayer for me when he talks to God about me it's written in John 17 he says mm. let them be one just as you and I are one I know that that is the most extraordinary scripture and of course I mean we know that Jesus is not going to ask the father for something that is not available yeah and the father is not going to you know, he, he's not, the father's not going to say, oh, sorry, Jesus, you're asking for too much, you know, yeah. um, because the, Jesus had the mind of the father perfectly mm. and vice versa. Mm. And so then this is what I was left with. Mm. Okay, this is what I know is available. This is what I know I was designed for. This is no way I'm going. This is what Jesus has done. However, I see a gap in what I'm experiencing now. What do I do about it? And I immediately thought about like when we pray for healing. For people yeah. it's a very similar concept we know that in eden there wasn't death there wasn't sickness mm. 
We know that in heaven there's no death and sickness. We know that Jesus paid the price for our sickness and infirmities on the cross. He took upon himself all our sicknesses and infirmities and by his stripes we are healed. Mm -hmm. So we know that. However, we experience, so we know this, but we experience there's a gap now. Not everyone I pray for gets healed, you know, but what am I going to do about it? And I think it was Bill Johnson that says this and it's just, it's just so great. He's like, okay, Jesus had 100% heal rate, okay? Yeah, healing rate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> healing rate. Um, I don't. Yeah. And then in that gap, let's say, let's say I've got like maybe even 40 people I pray for, um, 40% of people get, what am I going to do with the 60% that's 50, the 49, whatever you, whatever you have, um, 20%, if you will, what am I going to do with that? Instead of creating bad theology to explain away my, um, perceived shortcoming, mm -hmm. I commit my life to praying and praying and continually pursuing to close that gap and bring heaven to earth and to actually push back the darkness, to push back what I know isn't true and to fight the enemy on that front and to push him out entirely until I, until I get to as close to 100% as I possibly, possibly can. Yeah. Otherwise, what happens is what we do is we take it on as our responsibility. I can't heal someone. That is not within my power. God heals, not me. My job is to pray. My job is to push. My job is to just go after this thing and bring the kingdom. So... And it's not my fault if nothing happens, you know. I will ask the Lord about that one day. I don't have the answers for that. I have no idea, but I can get so stuck on trying to answer that that I talk myself out of doing my job and my commission, which was heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those leprosy, um, that are, you know, freely receive, freely get. That's my mandate. The rest up to the Lord. That's not my job. Um, so I thought about applying that kind of to, to this thought of like, I see, I see all this, there's a gap. Instead of being like, oh, well, sometimes it happens like that. You know, sometimes you feel them, sometimes you don't. True statement. Mm -hmm. But what if I actually get into the mindset of, yes, sometimes I feel them, sometimes I don't. But I'm going to commit my life to pushing back the darkness, pushing back those times. And well, not the darkness, pushing up those times. Where, yeah, pushing more into more manifestation. Yes, yeah, into yeah. more, yeah. into pushing, yeah. pushing back anything that would pull me away you know um in, in 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 some senses but also i'm going to commit my life to pursue the lord and to pursue him in a way that says i know that i was created for this naturally actually also in this world i was created to experience you like this. i love this i love this i remember when um we started experiencing the presence of god um i had a radical encounter with jesus as you've heard many before in fortuna california um, in 2006 and I had really been pushing in to have that encounter for about 15 years and um, had had like these little drops and, and uh, these little encounters along the way but that encounter really in Fortuna um, at the Supernatural Ways of Royalty Conference where Chris Vallotton, Dana McCullum, uh, Banning uh, Liebscher and Danny Silk were, were preaching and um, I remember going through the fire tunnel. I'd never heard of a fire tunnel. I had an encounter with the Lord that I literally I was drunk in the Holy Spirit, laughing with joy um, in a way I'd never experienced. It went on for days and days and days. But it took me into a season of radical encounter. And um, we would go over, 
we would go places, you know, uh, uh, this, I just remember a particular conference, uh, Leaders Advance, a couple of years later, uh, when we went to Bethel Church in Reading, California. And I would love going to Reading because <laughs> when I was at a Leaders Advance was because ironically there I wasn't a leader. Um, in the sense that I wasn't responsible for anything yes. and everyone else. So it was like being a patron at the bar rather than the barman. <laughs> and myself and friends we would go with from our church, Corne Pretorius, we would literally stay under the weather of the Holy Spirit, if I can put it that way, or inebriated, drunk in the Holy Spirit, whatever term you want to use, overcome by the Holy Spirit. Um, for the entire time. And when I say the entire time, I'm I'm including, I'm not saying like every day we would have an encounter. Um, just an ongoing Yeah, encounter. literally every, uh, we encountered the Lord all day, every day. Come on. For days on end. Mm. We I would go to sleep buzzing in my bed, <laughs> wake up in the morning and uh, still buzzing. In fact, I've I've gone through seasons where I remember doing a trip to Zimbabwe and I was sharing <laughs> sharing a room with a pastor friend of mine. And when I woke up the next morning, he complained. He said, do you know that you were laughing in your sleep right the way through the night? I mean, it's better than snoring, you know? Yeah, still kept him away. But <laughs> I mean, he, was quite, he was quite yeah. amused. But I mean, and I think one of the things that kept that season on going was I had a faith for it. Yeah. I had a faith. This is why this is what you're sharing is so important. It's like, I'm quite sure that if I had a mindset and a theology that said, no, this is illegal mm. or that, no, this only happens occasionally mm. or after a very special service, mm. Mm. Um, it never would have happened. Yeah. And I think basically um, what was uh, happening there because we had simultaneously after I got back from that first encounter, we had a massive outpouring in our church in East London. Mm. And um, the presence of God just was so manifested in that season that, you know, just about the whole church went into a season of ongoing encounter. Mm. And we came to have this mindset of like, you know what, I can lift my hands up right here, right now, and I can receive his presence yeah. and and receive but you raise an interesting point is like to put your faith out for something and like yeah. you, you have to like we don't not necessarily feel god all the time and that's a true statement it is an experience mm. but if you just like well then this is it it's like yes that's a true statement. it's an experience but what is the possibility mm. and i think that's the question we can get so stuck in this is my experience mm. that we never go and and search what what is the possibility, and that is obviously, um, like when I started I mean, having I'll be this honest, thought. I am buzzing right <laughs> now. I but mean, when I started having this thought, what I did, I wasn't just like, oh, what could? I went to the Word, I went to mm. the Bible, and I was like, I'm having this thought, Lord, process it with me, and I was like, show me it in Your Word, you yeah, know, yeah. show me these things. And I think that there's um, there's there's something about putting when you put your faith out. Yeah, that's the thing. Um, when you put your faith, and you're like, this is possible. Um, you don't just live with your experience because your experience can also um, be shifted from glory to glory exactly. and to more and to more and to increase and to increase. But you have to know that it's possible. And also that you you have to know not only that it's possible, but I like what you said. You have to know that it's biblical. Yeah. 
um, because straight to the bottle. The the reality is is that your experience of life will change. Your you even mm. your experience of God will change. Not on His end, but on your end. Yeah. You can have a bad day. You can uh, you can step into bad theology. You mm. can um, be under demonic attack or spiritual attack, and and that can cause your experience of God and life to fluctuate. But God never changes. His word never uh, never changes. His goodness never changes. His character uh, never changes. I was you 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 know you saying this got me thinking of this scripture. It says, "As for me, this is my covenant with them," says the Lord. This, by the way, is in Isaiah fifty nine, verse twenty one. As for me, this is my covenant with them, says the Lord. My spirit, which is upon you. And my words, which I have put in your mouth, shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your offspring, nor from the mouth of your offspring's offspring, says the Lord, from now and forever. I think I got a new whole new realm of possibility. What if, and that's a good game to play, the what if game. Mm. What if I could pursue God and, you know, what if I could just, and we could get to a place that not only do um, do I experience twenty four seven the presence of God, uh, the manifest presence of God. Which, to be honest, I'm not quite sure if I'll get there in my life in my lifetime. But I'm going to try. I'm yeah, going to get absolutely. as close as I can to that. That's my aim. Yeah. Will I get there? I have no idea. But my my goal, my personal goal, is to try and get as close to it as yeah, possible. Yeah. But that is your offspring, your offspring's offspring. What if my kids could be born into the presence of God wow. and experience a level of God that goes beyond whatever I manage to? Maybe I get to sixty two percent of the time. Yeah. Then my kids can maybe get. Get born into well, 62 I mean, and get to 72. Come uh, on. That just sounds so exciting. I mean, I would love it if you and your siblings just so surpassed mom and I in, in these things. Because normally there's, there's often this, this idea that, you know, you, if you have like walked in something that your kids kind of like spend half their life searching for the baton that you've lost. And that's that's definitely yeah. not what I, what I I want. I love this uh, this scripture that I just read there. That it's just from now on and forever, you know. And yeah, I I think there's something in what you say. Yeah. You know what? Um, let's let's call it there. Yeah, we, we would talk about we would later. love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, those who are listening to this, you know, yeah. s- send us. Um, Send us your thoughts, and I would just encourage you to like press in and to be like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not just a being that is visited by some other realm. It's but actually occasionally, occasionally that he comes and he goes. But actually, I was my physical, natural body, mind realm was created to host the presence yeah. of God. One of the things, all the time. One of the things that really shifted me when I came into revival and revival culture someone i heard somebody say once and i think this is so powerful said that god is not an absent father who wants to um who wants to give you a visitation Mm. um god is a good father who uh, who wants you to be a habitation so he's not like a you know absent father who's got visitation rights to his children and once every seven years he crops up and says hey i love you and then he disappears again and leaves you wondering no we are made 
to be a habitation. And that's what we call to create, mm. is a habitation of the yeah. presence of God. Yeah, so I'll end with this verse, which is, I'd say, my life verse. It's Psalm 27, 4, which says, One thing I've asked of the Lord, and that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Wow, so To good. gaze Love upon the that. beauty of the Lord and meditate in His temple. Mm. Mm. Love that. Well, it's been great chatting to you, Jess. Thanks, Dad. All right. That's All right. another rabbit trail. It's another rabbit trail. Yeah, we'd love to hear your comments. Tune in next week. Maybe. Yeah, we're, gonna, we, we, yeah. we're trying to pump them out once a week. So yeah. we're going to get as close to that as we possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Rabbit Trails. Tune in next week to listen to our next podcast. <laughs>